Hey guys, my name is Emily Hall. And I'm Rex Stancliffe. And, and this, this is, is the, the FCA, FCA Project. Project. The FCA Project exists to put a face to the story of what God is doing in the lives of students of Clemson FCA through authentic conversation. We accomplish this by sitting down with students and talking about what the Lord is doing in their lives. Hebrews 13.15 says this, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. We pray that hearing these conversations encourages others to engage in genuine discussion with friends and peers to live the name of Jesus Christ. We're excited for you all to hear today's conversation. Hope you enjoy. Hey guys, it's Emily. And Rex. And we're so excited to have you guys back here for the FCA Project podcast. Um, last week we talked with Marcus and Emma, the leaders of one of the outreach teams um, involved with FCA. And we had just a really cool discussion about um, inclusivity issues in FCA and what that looks like and why it's harmful to the kingdom of God. And it was um, really cool getting to talk with them. And we have a whole other half of our conversation that we're excited for y'all to hear today. Yeah, so, so last week we ended off um, with a question, and that question was based on the things that Emma and Marcus had told us about in the last episode, issues with inclusivity, and the question was just, what do we do? Um, and so this episode, this week, we talk about kind of a more formal action plan on what it looks like for the individual in FCA to an embo- embody an inclusive attitude towards sharing the gospel with all people on campus um, and beyond campus as well. Um, so the implications for, the ep- for this episode, uh, and just for, just for the podcast in general, I, I think it, it's good for us to, to hear these things and not just think, um, not just to have a Clemson perspective, but to just bring them outside of Clemson as well. So we just really hope you guys listen, um, be, open to, be open to feeling convicted, be open to feeling um, like there's, there's a part that, that we all play and there's a part that we all can play in um, making things better on campus as well. Um, so we just, we really hope you guys like this, um, this next episode and uh, we're, we're super grateful for the way the Lord um, blessed this conversation and, and yeah, so let's just go ahead and get right into it. That's, that's kind of the next question we want to ask is like, what can we do? Yeah, so... Um like honestly it starts like in your own heart like first of all like y'all you just said like it's hard to like maybe look inside and say like how am I perpetuating this um like if we're never like bold enough to ask hard questions and to like um like really be introspective and to look within ourselves um then like nothing will ever change you know um like all of us were born with like like as sinners right and so um like we like have sinful attitudes and um, like we have biases towards others just because we're sinners, yeah. you know? And so if mm-hmm. we're willing to call out like sin and other people except for bias and except for um, like racism or whatever it is, then like that's wrong of us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and like, I think it's really easy for us um, to be complacent with the sin of our friends, you know, like, um, like Ezekiel 33, um, it talks about how, like, if the watchman fails to give warning, the blood of the people is on his hands, and so, um, just, like, in the ministry in general, and in, like, your friend group, like, if, um, like, 
you like hear or see like something that is just like not glorifying to the Lord and you don't call it out, then that's sinful on your part, you know? Like if you see um, an attitude of someone's heart that is contrary to the gospel, that is contrary to um, what the Lord calls us into, and like you don't warn them of it, and like that's on you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like that's on me. Um, but then also like through little conversations, like us like as a ministry who's goal is to glorify the lord um like when the building that we meet in when the name gets changed like we shouldn't be the ones saying oh i'm still gonna call it that mm-hmm. you know just out of stubbornness yeah. and out of pride pride and not seeing the house burning right not seeing right. someone else's pain um mm-hmm. and ignorance of someone else's pain like is not an excuse to hurt them more you know mm-hmm. um but we should be the ones to have the attitude of like how can i love someone best in this moment I'll call it old man, like, you know, because mm-hmm. that gives me the opportunity to love someone well in that moment. So it is like little things um, and like really just like introspective um, and like within the people that, you know, I feel like is a good first step. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a really great question because and like I'll answer from the perspective like of a black male because um, I am that. <laughs> but... I think that it truthfully, I think it starts in relationship. And I'm not saying like relationship of, okay, I had to go talk to someone that's black today, or I had to go talk to someone that, mm. that like has same sex attraction, or I had to go talk to someone that's from up north. But like, starts with, maybe that person just sitting beside you in class and you be, actually become friends with them rather than, okay, let me preach the gospel to them and like shove this down their throat. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I think it starts, like, just pursuing people in a sense that I'm pursuing you not because of, like, what you can do for me or not because I can check this off my list as someone I pursued, yeah. but because I actually love you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where change happens because, like, say, me and Rex right here. Like, if me and Rex are in a class and, say, I don't know about FCA and me and Rex sit beside each other in class and we begin to talk and like, oh, we have a lot in common, you know? Like, I have a gold hoop earring too. <laughs> Actually, we work with gold hoops. Um, so, like, say we realize we have that in common and a friendship and a brotherhood is built off of that. Like, that's going to grow and that's going to lead me to me and Rex having a conversation like, oh, what are you doing Thursday night? Like, oh, I'm going to FCA. Oh, what's FCA? And then now you're building the kingdom, you know? And it's not because you came from the attitude of, oh, I'm sitting beside this black guy in class, like, oh, I can minister to him right now. Yeah. Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally like, let me go be a friend to this person and Mm -hmm. be in a relationship. And I think that's such an applicable way is truthfully just not looking at someone and saying, oh, I can pursue them because of this. But saying, oh, they look different from me and noticing that. But then going and being like, I'm going to pursue them Yes, because they look different, but also because I actually want to just be friends with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you and like, I think if we're being truthful and honest, like if you if you look around at your circle, everyone looks the same, you know. And like, that's not the way the kingdom's going to be. And so it doesn't make sense for mm-hmm. us to live a life here on earth where, like, our circle looks the same. And like, yeah. this is even convicting for me because like I would say the majority of my community here in Clemson is like white. And so I think it's convicting both ways, like whether that's having an all black community or having an all-white community, I think, or having a community that's all non-believers, or having a community that's all believers. Like, I think it has to be a diverse community that you're seeking. 
because that's what the kingdom is like. The kingdom isn't just this one group or this one group or this one group. And so I think that's where it started at being in a true relationship and seeking people. Yeah. 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 And, you, all right, sorry. But just like the fact that like we were all uniquely made in the image of God and we all reflect his character in a different way. And so like if we're only seeing one image of that like creation, then we're losing out of so much of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like we're not after like token minorities you know like this is not a team like to try and change the makeup of fca like this is a team to try and change the culture of fca um Mm. like we don't really want like if we invite people in and they don't feel welcomed just because they have a different skin color than us then that is gross you know like just trying (laughs) to make ourselves feel better and to make ourselves feel less guilty but if we change the culture to one that is welcoming to others regardless of those factors like then like we can then invite people in um, and proclaim the gospel that, mm-hmm. like Rex was saying, we were freely given. You yeah. know, like we didn't earn it; we were freely given. And so, yeah, um, yeah. I that's like it seems so easy and so simple, and like I think it's mind-boggling to hear you guys talk about this because, like, I think one of the most difficult things, especially as like a white male, is like I don't want to approach anybody on the basis of their appearance and like that be the reason. I don't want to have some underlying motivation for why I approach you. You know, I want to love you on the basis of like loving you because you're my neighbor and I'm commanded to do so. Mm -hmm. And like, I, sometimes I think about this. This is kind of like tangential to what we're talking about. Like sometimes I think about, and I don't know if this is insensitive, but like to be blind, like, and to just love people based on the content of, like, who they are and, like, mm-hmm. their hearts and not based on anything else that you know about them, like, their physical appearance or anything like that. I, like, I wish that I did not have, like, I wish I didn't have biases and I wish I didn't have yeah. prejudices going into mm-hmm. things. But, you know, I cannot deny that I do. I cannot deny that the sin of my heart gives me those things, on, you know? Yeah. Like, that, that is a thing. And so, like, it's crazy to think that, like, I can approach someone based on the notion of just wanting to love them the way that we have an example, you know, set through yes. Christ. Um, and in that, solve an issue of division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without even directly addressing it as a whole, right. because that's not, the like you said, we're not after token minorities. We're yeah. not after that. Like, we are mm-hmm. after loving each other genuinely as the word commands us to do. Mm-hmm. And like, in doing that, the the offshoot, like the product of that is we, we see more inclusivity. We see like, yeah we see unity and like that is like a crazy crazy thing and i don't know i've never if i've never just thought of it that way but i mean it it clicked to me just now that like i don't need to like and not not that i don't need to like i think it's great i i love that we're addressing these these things i think it's Mm -hmm. i think it's awesome but like it doesn't need to be so hard as to like it's not let's let's minister to x y or z community yeah Mm -hmm. but let's just not an equation let's love everyone in, right. Like yeah. that's what we're commanded to do. That's what we're called to do. And like I think in doing that, we will see great, great yeah. fruits. Yeah. Know? Like you are, it is not your responsibility to like solve world division or even like division at Clemson. But, like you're not off the hook for your heart. Like yeah. you were saying, mm-hmm. Emma. Yeah. Like that is something like you are responsible for. Mm-hmm. Like you have been given the ability to can like, like keep yourself in check. You know. Mm-hmm. And I. I don't know. I think that that is like such a sweet thought and it's like a little I think it's I think it's freeing in a way that like it's not your job to like fix the entire issue if you know what I'm saying right. but like you have the ability to like make someone feel yeah. more 
yeah. welcome in an environment where they might not have felt that before. Yeah. 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 And there's like, there's like accountability there too, though, you know, like mm-hmm. there's like the freedom of mm-hmm. like, hey, like this won't be accomplished on earth and it will be accomplished in the kingdom. But then there's a responsibility to seek justice here, mm-hmm. um, like seeking it not as like a checkbox or as like yeah. something that we could ever accomplish as people, but as like, hey, like this is what the kingdom's going to look like. So that's what we're going to strive to look like. And like you were saying, like Rex of just like loving people um, and like loving them because like that's what we're called to do and not to like check off another box. Like if you're loving people who don't look like you, you're going to see the world from a different perspective than your own. Um, And like that's what's tough. Um, O-U-G-H, not (laughs) U-F-F. About like being surrounded by people who like look and think like you is that you're no, never challenged right and you're comfortable yeah you know? and like you're never able to like see someone else's pain because you're never exposed to it yeah but like, so that if, house isn't burning yeah like yeah. if you're loving people just to love them and um, like regardless of any other factors and like you're in their lives and like you're in their pain you know like mm-hmm. it's not just a story that you hear on the news but it's like someone's life that you're in Mm-hmm. Um, that you're like getting firsthand, you know. Yeah, and I think, I think the best way, and I'm not saying, oh, like don't pay attention to race or say like I'm colorblind because like that's a lie. Mm-hmm. We see color, and also like people's races and experiences affect them as a person. You know? Yeah, you know? <laughs> who you are is different because right. you're a black man Literally. than like who I am as a white woman. Yes. You know, and like we have different experiences coming into this conversation that like are just different right. and like if we ignore that then it's belittling to each other yes and so i i think it's like it doesn't make sense for us to be like well it doesn't make sense for rex to be like oh okay like i don't see color or for me to be like oh i don't see color because like that's a lot like we see color and that's fine because there's beauty in that and that's what christ created like christ created color christ created north christ created south christ created everything mm-hmm. and christ created everyone and so it's in realizing and understanding that we see these things that we gain an understanding that while their life might not be the same as mine, you know, and the way that like they lived their life or the experiences they had, like you said, may not be the same as yeah. mine. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the beauty in it is realizing there's difference, but realizing in our difference, like we're so much the same mm-hmm. because we're loved by the same God. Yeah. And like, sure, there's like things that we as a team are doing this year but I really think that, like, something that is going to be, like, more impactful than that is just, like, the cultural shift mm-hmm. of FCA yeah. as a whole. Like, it has to start at the heart level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if we do whatever we do this year and whatever we're doing, but then, like, no one else in the ministry cares mm-hmm. at all, then, like, at the end of the day, that's just going to be something that comes and goes in the blink of an eye mm-hmm. rather than a cultural shift that lasts long after we're gone. Yeah. Of, like, people, like, when we're old and, like, have real jobs and stuff. Right. Like weird, ew. Like when a completely but really, like when a completely different set of people are at Clemson and are at Clemson FCA, like is the culture going to be the same as it, as it is now? Because right. like I hope not. It's mm-hmm. the question of ten years later is FCA going to look the same way that it does today? Because if that's the case, then we completely missed the point of what yeah. I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just I want to say this. It's kind of my heart to say this, but like I think it's very. Um, and this is difficult to address, and you know, this is not easy to address, especially mm-hmm. given the conversation, but just, yeah. like, I think it's very easy for us to desire perfect unity and perfect, mm-hmm. like, perfection mm-hmm. on earth. When, yeah. like, realistically, 
It's not, yeah. it's not going to happen. No. And if, yeah. it, if it was, if it was able to happen, Christ wouldn't need to come. Yeah. You know, Christ exactly. is coming to make all things new. And if, if all things could be made new by us, then we what wouldn't, we, we wouldn't need to trust him. We wouldn't mm-hmm. need to lean on him. And so like exactly. to, mm-hmm. to, to prepare these things and like these, these calls to action, like prayerfully and thoughtfully about like what we can, what we can do at the individual level to like love one another better. Yeah. Um, and to just really trust that like the Lord's will will be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to not, not use that to be complacent, obviously, yeah. like don't, don't see that as like a cop out that we can, yeah. we can just avoid, you know, we can take a, like a back seat and just allow things to happen, but yeah. like to be active and convicted in what, Lord is telling us to do and um, you know but also at the end of the day trust that his providence is is real and that mm-hmm. the things that happen right. are happening for a reason and like you know I think in this in this season especially like with I mean 2020 has been crappy <laughs> it's been yeah. it's been yeah. hard and so like God's providence in that is opening our eyes to things in our ministry that exactly. need to be addressed and so mm-hmm. um, while we we seek to um, to improve the ministry, and we seek to um, to be more inclusive. We also seek to heed God's word and to be prayerful and thoughtful about the direction that we are heading. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to say that. Um, yeah, I think that points to the fact too. Like, if you're listening to this, like you're being called to move. Yeah, in some on. way. Because like God wasn't like God. Like God literally has everyone that's listening to this for a reason. You know. Mm. And like, yeah. and I think that's, and I really hate that I cut you off. But no, I, think, I love that you did. Keep but I think it's that you, like, you won't see the purpose in like you listening to this if you don't allow your spirit to be convicted. Because it's easy to say, oh, "I listen to this, and oh, my friends need to change, or oh, FCA needs to change." It's like, no, like, you need to change. Mm-hmm. I need to change. We all need to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's so good. And then, like, you wasted an hour listening to this. Right. We wasted our time having this conversation right now. Like, the purpose of, like, this being put out on the platform that was being put out on is, like, for it to go beyond y'all's team. Yeah. Your outreach team. Literally. Like, it is to go to the entire body. And so, like, that's what, that's basically, like, our our goal and, like, having this conversation right now. And we would hope that whoever's listening would be compelled to do like take on some responsibility for shifting the culture in the way that we're talking about right now yeah also like just want to like put this out there that this is not like a political team at all like this is not a right versus left team or anything this is a gospel driven team like if what we're doing isn't rooted in the word then we're not doing anything Mm -hmm. you know like the only value that like anything that we do has is like because it's based in scripture and based in who he calls us to be Mm -hmm. right this is not um, like oh vote for whoever this is oh love people the way you're called to and like change not change your heart but like let the Lord change your heart mm-hmm. you know like be um, rooted in the vine right like mm-hmm. be rooted by still waters and like from that dwelling with him like the love should flow mm-hmm. you know like don't close your eyes to like the pain around you um, but like this has to be from the word you know like if you just try and change your actions then you're treating like the symptoms with the band-aid you know like if Literally. like you're getting stabbed in a leg it's in, it's infected and gross and you got like sepsis or some junk <laughs> i don't know but you just like slapped a band-aid on that you know like this is a heart issue that's like deeply rooted mm-hmm. in like our souls right it's not like oh i need to like say old man and really make sure i say old man and then i'm good yeah it's like hey like 
Am I rooted in the word? And is what's flowing out of me love for the Lord and glorifying to him? Or mm-hmm. is it not? Yeah. And like that at the end of the day is like what we're um, trying to do. Do you mind if I ask you all to speak to a bit the difference between, um, like, I think there's almost a culture at Clemson, like, I love Clemson so, so, so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm obsessed with Clemson, and I love Clemson more than you do. Yeah. And I think that trickles down into FCA a bit. Yeah. I love FCA so much. I'm more involved than you are. Mm. I love it more than you do, um, which can be unhealthy. Yeah. Like, what is Like, what is the balance between, like, feeling guilty for being a part of what we've been talking to tonight mm-hmm. and still, like, loving the ministry that the Lord has placed you in? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really awesome question. Usually I say, that's a really good question, but no, that's a really awesome question. <laughs> um, but I think, truthfully, and, like, I've been a part of a ton of organizations where it's people that love Clemson. And, I mean, when I say, like, they love Clemson, like they're third generation, third generation, first generation, second generation, whatever. But they just genuinely love Clemson so much, um, and uh, and in like that love for Clemson, I remember looking around one day and being like, "Oh my gosh, like, do you really love Clemson that much?" And I think it came to a point where, because like I know for me coming in as a transfer, like I do, I enjoy Clemson, I love Clemson, but for for me, it's the people, you know, and I think. That's what it has to be, the shift. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. That's not what I'm saying. But I think it has to be a shift. Like, it's fine to love Clemson, but it also has to be you love the people of Clemson. Mm -hmm. Because Clemson's going to be here at the end of the day, tomorrow, 20 years from now, hopefully, prayerfully. Um, But those people that you're around every day, they're not going to be here 10 years or 20 years from now. Like They're in your life presently, and you have to love them presently. And so I think it's valuing the people that are at Clemson just as much as you value Clemson itself or valuing the people that you're around and the people that are in classes with you that may look different from you. And valuing them looks like loving them just the same way that you love Clemson and that you love FCA. Yeah, Mm. Yeah. I kind of want to touch on, like, both sides of that question that you asked of, like, guilt for being a part of the ministry and, like, crazy love for the ministry. Um, And, like, honestly, I think both are a little bit wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, like Romans 8, like, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? Like, um, like we're not good because we're not sinners. Like, the only reason that we're worthy and, like, called a co-heir with Jesus Christ is because he's given us those titles. Mm-hmm. Like, guilt and shame and condemnation are not from the Lord. Come and on. conviction is very different than guilt. Mm-hmm. And conviction is very different than condemnation. And conviction is, like, just a a marker that the Holy Spirit involves you, right? Like, conviction is, like, beautiful and sweet and good and, like, a culture of penance. Um, But condemnation just, like, is guilt and shame and, like, leads to, like, isolation and death, you know? Um, And so, like, that is not from the Lord. And so, like, if you're listening to this and, like, you're feeling guilty and ashamed and um, condemned, then, like, that is not from the Lord. Um, Like, he calls you worthy and he calls you co-heir and he calls you... Um, royal priesthood and chosen people and like all of those things are nothing that you've done or thought or said but just like what's been spoken over you Mm. Um, nothing you could ever earn or strive for but just like because of the finished work of the Lord Um, and like kind of in the same way like we're not called to love FCA we're called to love the Lord and to love others Um, and so like 
I don't think those are things we have to balance because I don't think either of those things are something to be sought after. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, do I love FCA? Yeah. <laughs> like, was I called out a lot this summer by the Lord for, like, my idolatry of FCA? Also, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'll say it, like, the day of Spring Shag, when I was, like, sitting at home alone, I was, like, way too sad. Like, way more <laughs> sad than I should have been. Like, um... And so, like, this is not me coming from a place of, like, a high horse looking down of, like, you like FCA? (laughs) Repent. But, like, just, like, kind of recognizing that, like, all of these things are just gifts that we've been given. Um, And, like, what we're actually called to do, again, is just, like, to love the Lord and love others. Um, That's cool. I just want to side note, I, you guys heard some trickling water sound that was me trying to slyly fill up my coffee and it did not work at all so, <laughs> so I apologize for that. I definitely wanted ambience. more coffee until, until I heard the noise and I was like it's fine <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that um, yeah thank you guys so much for sharing that yeah thank um, you that's really cool and that's super super awesome to see how how faithful to scripture you guys are and how mm-hmm. um, determined you are to seek like biblical biblical change for this ministry and like how badly you want it to be improved and um you know we we talked about this with rachel but like Mm -hmm. our our goal is not to be comfortable as a ministry but to be ever-changing and um we're just constantly striving to um you know we're we're not a church but we want to build people up Mm -hmm. in um the gospel and be equipping people to you know share that good news and um, we want to be rooted in that, and so um, if we're not doing that well, and if we're if there's room to improve, we want to, you know. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's truthfully, I going back to that comfortable statement. Like the moment that we become super comfortable, and we become fine, like we stop growing, and it may not like we stop growing spiritually because I think you're always growing spiritually, whether we notice or not. But I think it's we stop growing the kingdom of God. Because, like you said, we're gatekeeping a gospel that's for the, for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think being uncomfortable, like Christ did things that were so uncomfortable. And uh, I think we have to be uncomfortable in order to reflect that love of Christ and, at the end of the day, build the kingdom of God like we're called to. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, can I just, like, can I get you guys to maybe give, like, a little summary of, like, maybe, like, a call to action for listeners just like I know we kind of talked through it already but maybe just like a succinct couple like bullet point list of like what the individual person can do going forward and um yeah just you guys wouldn't mind yeah um yeah so just briefly I would say um dig into the word from your for yourself Mm -hmm. and act based upon it Mm -hmm. um and like through that like be introspective and really examine your heart and like the biases that you carry um and like don't feel shame or guilt for them but um see that as like a call to repentance and a call to change and a call to love others well um like not just the people who look like you or think like you or like make you feel like you belong but Mm -hmm. um the people that you want to make feel like they belong um yeah um very similar to that I would say sit with the spirit and like be real like with yourself and ask like God where are my biases you know um, 
and sitting in that and being real and like truthfully like checking your community and checking your circle and the people that you're doing life with um, and uh, having hard conversations that are uncomfortable that are tough yeah. um, and seeking like empathy and not just sympathizing because I believe mm-hmm. sympathizing is a check is a way for us to check things off like oh I feel bad for them yeah. like no like empathize and just go out and pursue people and pursue mm-hmm. just that uncommon unity I know you said brief but like not looking down in pity on other people. Yeah, please no, I, God, no. Yeah, like, that sucks, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, that's just, like, pointing out again that, like, you think that you're higher up. Yeah. Um, We're so broken, really. Yeah, and so, like, it's not a pity thing. It's an eye-to-eye thing of, like, hey, like, I'm broken, and, like, recognizing that, and then, like, loving people um, on the same level, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you guys for sharing that. That's... It's such good food for thought for this year and for next and just for right. I think for any ministry right now especially like any ministry could hear this I think and um, take a good look at themselves and mm-hmm. ask themselves these questions and you know, ask whether these these mm-hmm. things that you guys have just suggested um, for calls to action like ask if these things are present in their own hearts you know mm-hmm. yeah and so um, <clears throat> super super excited to see what comes of that. So kind of just bringing this back to you guys each at the individual level, um, we just kind of want to ask both of you um, in what ways you have felt loved by the Father lately. Heck yeah, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so broken. But I think for me uh, lately it's been uh, realizing my sin and uh, acknowledging that and then seeing that's crazy like God still loves me and not instead and before it was realizing my sin and it being oh my god like I had to change or like or God's not gonna love me but realizing my sin and realizing in my sin God still loves me and not saying like okay I'm gonna keep sinning because God loves me I have grace but saying he loves me like as this and so imagine how how much I could be in relationship with him and how much I could like be in his presence constantly and be surrounded and be filled with the Holy Spirit if I were to let go of my selfish desires. Mm. Mm. You know, so just feeling his love is how God's just been going crazy. I think that's, that's funny you said that. Last, last night, um, we had Bear Group, and um, we were talking about the doctrine of hell. And, mm. um, you know, we as Christians sometimes are sometimes desensitized to hell. We don't yeah. think about it the ways that we maybe should. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we talked about that's was okay. like... Um, we have an eternal God mm-hmm. and our sin against an eternal God deserves an eternal punishment. Yep. And so I was thinking like, okay, infinity is like just the greatest number that can be possibly imagined. Mm-hmm. And I've somehow managed to like compound on yeah. infinity by sinning against an eternal God every single day of my life <laughs> yes. for 20 years now. Yeah. Way to go Rex. Like, <laughs> I really did that. And, um, and yet, Jesus still came and died. Um, And not only that, but his righteousness is counted to me in his, in his crucifixion and um, in his resurrection. And Mm. so, yeah, that's a, that's funny you say that because I've, I've literally been thinking about that, like the last 24 hours. It's crazy. Like I've sinned for 21 years of my life, probably every hour, every minute, every second, you know, and God's like, love you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. That was really cool that you said that, Rex, too, because, like, I feel like as believers, a lot of times we, like, ignore 
the concept of hell completely and of wrath and Mm -hmm. of um, anything that doesn't make us feel lovey-dovey. And, like, we almost are, like, indignant at the thought of people going to hell because we don't think our sin is worthy of it, right? Like, we've sinned against the eternal God, like, the almighty God of Israel. And, um, like, we get mad and, like, think that, like, try to define the Lord by like our perspective of what good is rather than our perspective of good being defined by who he is Um, and we like don't see our sin as bad and like us being like contrary to his character as like worthy of any punishment whatsoever yeah Yeah. oh oh she said (laughs) um but just to like kind of answer the question of like where I felt the Lord's love recently which is a sweet little contrast um one thing that like I'm very confident of is that we weren't promised to see the fruit of anything that we do on this earth um like in first Corinthians when it says like I planted Apollos watered but God gave the growth so neither the one who plants nor waters is anything but only God who gives growth and so like I'm just called to like toil for the Lord and like was never promised to see the fruit of that um but recently like kind of to contradict what I just said like the Lord has just like shown me so much fruit and like that is like not anything that I've like earned or that I deserve but um like with this team and Mm -hmm. like with my small group um just have gotten to like see the fruit of toiling um which is just wild to me because like the toiling is what we're after mm-hmm. you know like it's not a bad thing to not see fruit like again like our perspective of good has to be the lord's and so he's invited us into his work with him um oh, like i'm gonna kind of go on a little tangent i'm sorry mm-hmm. but um like one of the sweetest images to me ever of like our relationship with the father is that of like a father and like a toddler and like driving in the car and um, I don't know if y'all did this, but, like, I know, like, my dad, like, would put me on his lap when I was younger, like, driving through the neighborhood, and I would, like, quote-unquote drive, mm-hmm. like, with my hands on top of the wheel. Um, and in my mind, like, I'm doing so much right there, right? Like, I'm driving the car. Yeah. I'm being awesome. <laughs> and he just, like, wanted me to be with him. You know, like, his hands were underneath mine steering, um, and, like, he was the one pressing the gas and the brake. And he just, like, invited us into the work that he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um like the Lord's already doing that work and he just like wants us to be in his presence and to dwell with him um so yeah I don't know thank you for sharing but that's a sweet analogy it really was kind of teared up right now (laughs) 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 like that's like honestly like thinking about things like that and like getting to like just like be with the Lord and the work that he's doing Mm -hmm. um not to be like oh I'm doing so much for him haha at all because like like we've talked about, like, it is him accomplishing his purpose. Yeah. But getting to, like, partner with him in that and to just, like, sit on his lap and, like, have my hands on the wheel yeah. has just, like, been sweet and have felt, like, so loved by him through that. Thank you for speaking also to, like, how God is both and the God who judges and the God who gives righteousness yeah. as well. He's a just and loving God. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how it doesn't make sense, but, like, he is the I am. Yeah. Know? Like, that is who he is. Yeah. So I think that's such an important distinction to just create. Mm. I'm, I'm like so thankful for y'all's words. I think that it was really important and I know it's, it's almost like draining. I feel like to explain all of that 
and just like explain how how this is important and yeah. how you need to change I know that's like a lot for y'all so thank you for like being willing to spend that energy with us and like yeah, to the people listening and I'm like I'm praying that this like will not fall on deaf ears and people will people will move because of what they've heard yeah. thank you guys so much mm-hmm. I mean this has been this has been awesome and I kind of like what you're saying um sorry to ramp back up a little bit <laughs> closing but I just want to say this like this this podcast has been so so fruitful and mm. just fun um yeah. you know I've I've known Emma since I was a freshman. Um, yeah. I used to do uh, a little small group. Little friend group Bible study. Little friend group Bible study, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is my first Go time back. ever even meeting Marcus. Heck yeah. And so, like, to sit down and to have an hour-plus conversation, our very first conversation about how great our God is and how, yeah. how better to love mm-hmm. our community is just one of the coolest things. And so... Um, That's awesome. I just, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we are not we're not promised that we get to see the fruits of our labor, yeah. but the fruits of our labor here are very, very evident um, yeah. mm-hmm. in this podcast. And so, um, just really grateful for you guys being on the show and, um, coming out and spending your time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, praise God. He's good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thanks guys. Thanks yeah. for us. Thank right. y'all so much. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>